Right, what's up, everybody? It's me, Daniel D. with A Ghost in the Machine, the podcast. It is Sunday, August 27th, 2023. This is episode 23 of this esteemed podcast. And the working title is Teenager Talk. It's going to be a little different because I'm going to interview two real-life teenagers. Um, the reason for this is, well, one is actually 12, so not yet a teenager, but he is in junior high school. The other is a teenager who's in high school. And the reason for this is... Um, a few weeks back, I wrote the post, Conformunism Isn't Cool, in which I argued that the left, the cultural Marxists, they completed their long march through the institutions. They now own the institutions in our culture. They are the authority figures. They are in charge of the system. They are the man, as the term the man was used in 1970s black exploitation films, right? So if you're fighting the man, if you're fighting the system, if you're uh, rebelling against the authority figures, you are going to be rebelling against the cultural Marxists, against the left, against the you know conformists. Um, and you know basically that was the only thing that the left had going for it. And about the left, I'm talking about like you know your your Marxist, you know cultural Marxist conformist that that element the you know the critical theorist the feminist the you know the critical race theorist the hardcore climate change nut jobs you know all those folks you know the people that take you know that that major in gender studies and all that shit right like they are now they're in charge they their ideology is the dominant ideology in all the big Wall Street banks, the Fortune 500 corporations, the hedge funds that own those corporations. Uh, they own the White House. They have the U.S. Senate. They have a lot of blue state governorships and legislatures. They got a lot of, you know, district attorneys, as evidenced by the uh, recent politically driven uh, prosecutions of former President Donald Trump. So basically, um, when you with with the left, I mean, they're the they don't have the benefit of having an ideology that works in real life, right? They don't have a good track record. Like everywhere communism has been tried or put into practice, it's resulted in people dying. Basically, communism was one of the leading causes of death over the last hundred years. You know, I mean, from North Korea to you know the former Soviet Union to Maoist. China, you know, and the Cultural Revolution there to, you know, Cambodia, Vietnam, you name it, right? Communists, you know, it, but communism is basically, you know, I, I mean, for one thing, the boogeyman of fascism, which is trotted out endlessly by our current regime to justify weaponizing the, you know, DOJ and intelligence services, you know, surveilling Americans and politically driven prosecution to save our democracy from fascism, Right. Well, fascism didn't kill nearly the number of people that the communists killed, right? I mean, not even close. So, you know, it doesn't work when put into practice. It isn't really, it, it doesn't even really work in theory if you acknowledge human nature. I mean, it's kind of a big flaw in your theory when you have to discount human nature to make it work, you know, uh, so the only thing that really had going for it was it was like edgy. It was kind of cool. It was kind of countercultural, right? Like I had mentioned um, in that post-conformism isn't cool that when I was a kid, when I was in high school, 
my friends and I started a communist party. Well, it wasn't a real communist party. It was just, you know, like a way to be rebellious. You know, basically it was like uh, people were running for student office. They're like, hey, let's just run as communists, right? Because back then it was like the, the Berlin Wall had fallen not that many years before. And, uh, you know, so it was still in people's mind. It was basically like, um, you, you know, during the 80s, like when people would say they were Satanists, you know, and they didn't really work, you know. I mean, like you have ACDC, Highway to Hell, right? That song. Yeah, it's not really, I mean, people would sing that, and they're not really worshiping Satan, not really thinking, yeah, let's elevate the Prince of Darkness to, you know, I mean, it's just like people being, trying to be funny or trying to be rebellious, trying to be, you know, trying to get a reaction out of the the authority figures, right? That's basically what we did. We, like, you know, had this silly platform. And the whole thing was, like, because they had uh, Channel One in our school, and, um, which back then channel one went around to all these public schools and were like, Hey, well, uh, let us advertise, you know, to the kids. We'll give you some TVs for your classroom. If you just let us run advertisements for the kids and we'll have a little bit of news in between the advertisements, you know, about what's going on in the world. So it'll inform the kids about, you know, current events. And the schools were like, hell yeah, free TVs. Let's do it. And so they let them put it in. They had this, it's kind of like CNN for kids. It was like, five minutes worth of news, five minutes worth of advertisements, you know, right. So that's kind of how it was. And but the thing was, it was like now because the school had these TVs, it was like, Hey, you know, they, they had their own morning announcements. And when people would run for student office, it was like, you could record your little spiel and be on the morning announcements. They're like, Hey, yeah, let's do this. You know? <laughs> so we ran as communists and like had this bullshit platform where it was like, all right, we're going to abolish, you know, sixth period. We're going to like eliminate Fridays from the school week, extend the lunch break to like a full hour, things like that. Right. That you, you know, part of it was just like, cause you, it's not a democracy. What is this shit? You know, you're giving us like, we have some kind of say in how the school is run. It's like, it's, it's a fake democracy, right? Kind of like what we got in America today. But anyway, we were like, let's just have fun with it. So anyway, uh, they banned us, of course. Uh, they banned our political party. They they it create, changed the rules. So it's like you had to get a teacher's endorsement to run. And no teacher would endorse us. So it was a stolen election, basically. Um, but back then, it was like being a communist. It was like edgy. It was cool. I mean, the same thing with the 60s. It was like the, all the, the people, you know, the, the far left of the 60s it was like they were the edgy countercultural ones right so it's like even if you have inane ideas that don't actually make sense in the light of the real world and human nature it's like well you seem cool and edgy right like the like john lennon i love the beatles and i like a lot of john lennon solo stuff his music not his political theory his political theory is moronic like the song imagine which is one of my least favorite john lennon songs um you know, he's talking about, like, imagine no possessions, right? And the dude's, like, a centimillionaire back in the, you know, 1971 or whenever he recorded that, right? So it's like, I don't know what that's worth today, but a lot, right? And certainly a hundred and some odd million dollars in 1971, it's like, you are really rich, right? So he's like, imagine no possessions. And he can't even imagine that because he doesn't give up his own possessions you know right it's just it's it's a it's a image it's not a real commitment you know that he's going to follow through on right so it could seem cool in the 70s or the 60s but today it's like when you know people that share those those views those you know i mean they control the banks the hedge funds the corporations branches of government the fbi the cia right it's like 
you know, hey, happy Pride Month brought to you by the FBI, the DOJ, you know, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Pfizer, the, you know, J.P. Morgan Chase. Fight the power, man. You know, it's like so absurd, right? So they don't even have that anymore. Like they used to have the edgy, cool factor. They don't have that, right? So they also have a bankrupt philosophy that doesn't work in real life. You know, a terrible track record, right? So anyway. What does that have to do with the youth? Well, one of the things was that I thought, based on an outsider looking in, a, a middle-aged guy, you know, not old, but, you know, kids who are in middle school would think I'm old probably, right? Uh, you know, I know when I was 13, 14, I saw people in their 40s, and I thought that was incredibly old, you know? I know The Who back in the 60s, which I wasn't around for this, but... I've listened to The Who, and they had that song talking about my generation, you know? And one of the lines, I hope I die before I get old, talking about my generation. Of course, The Who, uh, the surviving members of them are now well past their 40s. I guess they're in their 80s now, so they didn't die. Except for Keith Moon, he died before he got old. But the rest of them didn't. But anyway, back to what I was saying. I'm old, so what do I know? I just I'm looking at this. And I'm thinking back to when I was a kid. Like I wouldn't be on the left today if I was growing up. If I was 13, 14, th- these were the authority figures, and this is what they were telling me, right? And then I saw the um, you know the story about the junior high school in Massachusetts, Blue State, Massachusetts, public high school or public junior high school, where they rebelled during a Pride Month celebration by you know tearing down you know. Uh, a display or damaging a mural, you know, for pride month and chanting my pronouns are USA. I was like, Hey, that's cool. You know? So here's the sign, you know, and then from my own kids, I get the sense that they and their friend groups are not down with the, you know, LGBTQ cause like the, you know, in fact, it's something kind of, they ridicule a little bit, you know, as, as kind of being silly. So anyway, but I, I want to talk to them and they're my, uh, window into the youth culture today they're certainly not at the age the thing i mentioned my elementary school daughter is still at the age where you know whatever her values are is probably a reflection of her parents but for junior high and especially for my high school age daughter um you know they're they're forming their own identities have their own friend groups and this you know especially my daughter who's in uh, high school she's you know at the age where you know, maybe some of the stuff that I like is, is kind of silly to her. Um, but I don't get the sense, I get the sense that she is not, she also doesn't, she also sees the left as being, the cultural Marxist as being out of touch as well. Not cool, right? So anyway, I'm going to talk to my son who is in middle school and my daughter who's in high school and get a, ask them a few questions and see what they say about the state of the culture, the youth culture, you know, politics and all that sort of stuff. And uh, anyway, here we go. First up, my son, Joel D., who is in middle school. All right, so first up in the interview seat is uh, my son, who's a <coughs> middle schooler, sneezing. Um, his name is Joel D., and he is... Well, we're going to find out. Joe, so you're in middle school now. Yeah. Okay. And what what would you say? Do you, what, okay, kids, kids, now just to give you some background too. We live in a red state, but we live in a blue county in the red state. And in a, a 
I guess the municipality that we live in is probably purple-ish, I'm guessing, just judging from some of the yard signs that people have out. And this probably, probably leans more red, but, you know, um, there's plenty of tribe blue represented, if I'm to judge from, like, bumper stickers, yard signs, things like that during election campaigns. Uh, so, Joe, in your school, among the, the peers that you have, how would you say people view Joe Biden? Let's just start there. What do you uh, think about Joe Biden? They think he's an old grandpa who's delusional. So they think he's an old grandpa who's delusional. Um, what about like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a.k.a. AOC? What do you think about AOC? That? You don't know who AOC is? No. Uh, what about... All right. Uh, let's, let's see. What about... Uh, um, Kamala Harris. What do you think about Kamala I mean, Harris? Me and uh, my neighborhood friends, we don't like her. But you I don't, don't like her? Everybody else. Why don't you like her? Because uh, she's kind of annoying. The way she cackles? And she's kind of... <laughs> she's kind of she's kinda a bad uh, vice president. Yeah, so she'll talk about school buses being yellow and then... <laughs> that's her, that's a, she'll tell a joke and it's not even very funny. She's the only one laughing. Um... <laughs> So, okay, so what do you guys think about, like, at your age, um, what do you think about socialism? Do you know much about it? Is it like the communist thing? Yeah, kind of, yeah, too. From each according to his ability to each according to his need. Uh, Isn't it like, like, was it Hitler a socialist, too? I think he was. Well, I mean, technically, the National Socialist Party, Democratic Socialist, or whatever. Well, then I don't think it's very good. Uh, okay, so in, in your age, what about the LGBTQ stuff? Like, do I don't people, like them. Do you, what do people your age in your grade do they I like mean, the my rainbow flag stuff? Friends, we don't like it too. Yeah. So, um, and his friends are you know also same age, middle school. Um, what about my friends at school don't like them too? What if somebody was to tell you, my pronouns are. Zer, would you call him Zer? No. Do people your age? Do you know anybody that uses pronouns other than? No. Usually when you like see like the, it's not on TikTok, but we usually when you see like like the live sometimes I'm scrolling through like YouTube and there's like this thing called like YouTube Shorts. So whenever I like whenever I like scroll past one, it all like it will talk about like how nobody cares about like the pronouns and it will get like. Three million likes. So the videos that you see are people criticizing. Yeah, people don't like transgender. So, okay. Um, what about? I'm trying to think. What about like, uh, like r racism? Do you think racism is a is a big deal in America no. right now? No. They 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 they're kind of stupid. People like the people that racism is. Uh, so you don't. Existent. So you don't think it really. And for the record, we live in a southern city, which was uh, where the civil rights, a lot of the civil rights um, events happened in 1963. You know that era, um, and I guess I'll say it. You're also biracial, so you know you have. Uh, I remember there's a book uh, Danzy Senna wrote called Caucasia, where she was talking about her childhood growing up mixed race black white and uh she said that like 
biracial kids or, or mixed race kids are like uh, canaries in a coal mine, so to speak, for like racial oh, issues, right. right? So, you do you so you're mixed race. Do you experience like uh, racism in at all no. in your school? Like anybody treats you differently one no. way or the other? Do you see people treating no. um, black kids, white kids, or me and my Asian friends kids? sometimes have like funny roast battle where we be racist to each other oh, okay so you like crack jokes on each other's race and racial yeah. identities okay um but what do you think about like um, out, what do you think about affirmative action well they said so 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 here's like affirmative action would say okay since uh black people historically were oppressed and discriminated against you know uh when it comes to applying for college you you get uh uh, preference if you're black versus if you're you know white or if you're asian you know you get like do you think that people should be treated differently uh when they're applying for college or when they're applying no. for a job so it's just like kind of whatever your your credentials are like where you're good at like if you're like uh, if you're like not good at the job they should need to fire you so what about um do you think the the future is female? Do you do you ever hear that slogan? The future is female. No, people kind of hate women soccer. Yeah. Like they have like these like videos and they'll get like millions of likes and it's some criticizing women soccer because basically these like these like stupid idiots and they'll like criticize men soccer and act like they're like soccer is so much better and then everybody hates them. So the the women's soccer now, uh, yeah, kind of an interesting thing. The w- women's soccer. So Megan Rapinoe. She you may, do you know who she is? No. Or Rapino. She was on the women's soccer team, and she was talking about how yeah, you know, the women's sh- soccer they should make the same money that the men's soccer makes, right? And, you know, but then when they <laughs> they played a high school boys team and they lost the the women's national team. So obviously, I guess they're not doing the same work. You know, so equal pay for equal work, but yet, you know, they can't beat a boys high school team. And Wait, the boys high school team, team was like amateurs not getting paid at all. So equal pay would be them not getting paid, right? Yeah. That's what I think. Anyway. But so do you um, think, do you, do you think that there's a patriarchy where like as a boy you get extra advantages over the girls because this patriarchy exists? Do you, do you think well, that? Well, yeah, because we're better than them. <laughs> so you're better than the girls, but, um, but what was, about, like, you know, society as a whole, like, helping you out? Like, oh, you're a boy, so here, let's give you this. No. no you don't think that exists? No. Uh, okay. What are you, um, I'm trying to think what else to say. What would you say if, 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 if you were king of the of the United States for a year, what changes would you make? I would, I would hunt down Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, yeah. and put them in a firing squad. Oh wow! Well, I have to be careful. Uh, I may even have to edit this part out so that uh, we don't get a three-letter agency showing up at our door. But um, yeah, okay. So interesting stuff. This is a seventh grade, you know. So junior high, that perspective. Um, by the way, so when I was in seventh grade, uh, Guns N' Roses, that was like the big, that was, they were huge. That was my favorite group at the time, Nirvana. Um, what, what are some of the groups now 
that I mean, or I music. What do people listen to your age? Okay, so there's like these like nerd people, and they listen to like this thing called BTS, but everybody hates them. So then you, uh, that's kind of everybody else is kind of like weird. So what, what do people listen to I at your know. age? Like, what kind of music do you I listen to? I don't listen to music. Oh, okay. Well. All right. Well, that is Joel D. Giving the perspective on, um, on, on junior high. All right. No, Boom! Bring up the sister next. Boom! All right. And now representing the high school perspective is Hadassah D. Hadassah is Jewish in name only. So, um... Let's see. Now, so I was asking Joe. I'm gonna. I'm curious to hear your perspective on things. I'm trying. I'm trying to get the. First of all, um, do you consider? I'm in my forties. Do you consider that old? Uh, um. <laughs> you can answer honestly. <laughs> it's like it's like a middle aged, I guess. Okay, so you're being nice. Um, what? Let me let me get a perspective first on the culture. Like so. What kind of music do people your age listen to? Like, um, like, do you want to give me, like, you want me to give you, like, artists? Or, yeah, like, and, and, and genres, too, like, artists and genres. Maybe. Uh, I don't know about genres, like, mostly, like, pop and, like, I guess, like, I don't know, is and, like, I don't know, um, pop and, like, rap. I feel yeah. Like. yeah. So, with... Well, what do, what kind do you like? Do you have some artists that you particularly um, like? Not not that I particularly well besides like Bruno Mars. Not that I particularly like. Um, what about? I'm trying to think of some some groups that. So okay, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. People people your age listen to Guns N' Roses. No. Nirvana. Some, but like the emo kids do. Pearl Jam. No. Um. The Smiths? Yeah. So the Smiths are pretty popular. It's like trendy now, I guess. So the Smiths are more popular than Guns N' Roses among your age yeah. group. Yeah. What about R.E.M.? No. Um, have you ever heard of the Dead Kennedys? Or mm. um, the Misfits? No. Uh, or the Clash? No. <laughs> the Rolling Stones? Yeah. So the people listen to the Rolling Stones? No, but they like wear their shirts because it's like an aesthetic now, I guess. Like it's like this, like I don't know. Okay, what about the Beatles? Jimi Hendrix? No. Um, Jimi Hendrix. No. Bob Marley? Uh, like a few songs, yeah. Marvin Gaye? No. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire? Uh, like that one song. What's that one really popular song? Like. Let's Groove or something. Oh, Let's Groove tonight. Yeah, yeah that that's, one. Bit. So some that's people still, listen to that. Some people listen to that. Okay. Yeah. So I guess with the TikTok generation, or, you know, like streaming platforms, you guys don't, because like when I was growing up, it was like albums, you know. Yeah. I mean, you'd buy, buy a whole CD or cassette tape or whatever. And um, you may hear my one of my cats in the background. Aww. Um, all right, so you would get a whole album and you but nowadays it's just like one song that you may be on your playlist that you stream and yeah. that's pretty much it so it's not like you get in you may just know one song by an artist I got you yeah alright now to the cultural stuff um what do people your and again I was uh, mentioning with Joel so we're in a red state but a blue county and probably like a purplish 
suburb if you go by like who people vote for in elections. Um, what would you say uh, among the people at your school? How how do people like Joe Biden? No, Not they at don't. All? Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone likes Joe Biden. Uh, like even like the gay kids, I guess you could. The gay kids like Joe Biden. No, I feel like he's one of them. No. 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 Uh, what about Kamala Harris? No. So people at your school, it's like if she, no, if, they make fun of Joe Biden, bro. All right. What about um, AOC? Do you know who AOC is? No. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. No. You don't know who AOC is? No. Really? Um, what about um, uh, Chuck Schumer? Diane Feinstein. I don't know who they are. They're like really old senators. Yeah, I don't know who they are. Okay. Now, what about like uh, cultural issues? Um, so, okay. What what do you guys think about... All right. So, with the LGBTQ stuff, what would you say that people... Are they supportive of it? Or are they... Do they... Do, what, um, what do they think? There's like three sides. I think the majority, especially because like we live in Alabama, like don't like... Like they're like against it. Like, and then, like, with the other, okay, maybe it's, like, 50% that's against it, and it's, like, 30%, no, it's, like, 40% that are, like, chill with it, I guess, but not, like, so overly supportive, I guess So, they say. just don't care one they way do, or the Yeah, other. they don't really so care. So, 40% don't care. Yeah, 50%, like, are against it, and, like, 10%, like, support. Identify yeah, they identify as, as it. Do, yeah. So, the people that support it are pretty much the people who identify as one of the yeah, letters in the alphabet? pretty much. Um... And so you would say like 10% of the people at your, like in your grade at school identify with one of the letters of the alphabet? Maybe not in my grade, but like at my school. Yeah. So yeah. is it more prevalent among the older kids um, at your school? No. Because at Joel's school, apparently, from what he's told me, like, it's like worse there. Really? Yeah. So it was worse in junior high and it's... Yeah. It's... it's okay. Um, what would you guys say about like the... Uh, climate change and uh, as an issue, do are, are people in your age group really concerned about the climate changing and global warming and all that? What do you guys think about that? Um, I don't think anyone really cares. Really, out yeah. of out of the uh, people, is, is that like just your friend group, or is that just people in your your peers? You know, your grade in general don't really care about the climate stuff. Yeah, they don't really care. Um, I'm trying to think what else are some other issues. What do you think? Do, are, are any people your age like socialists or socialists or Marxists? Does anybody Social identify or, or talk about that? No. <laughs> what, okay, what about feminism? Do you think that there's a patriarchy? Uh... Do you think that patriarchy is like holds women down? today maybe i don't know <laughs> do you see what, what, what would make you think that the patriarchy does hold women down um, what's the patriarchy so the <laughs> idea that men control everything oh. and that i mean it would bring them a, down because like if you have the idea that men can control everything then like so it's more the idea of it that might hold people back rather than there being an actual patriarchy yeah because like i don't think there actually is one Okay, so you do you think so you don't think that women are disadvantaged or females in your age group are uh, disadvantaged because they're female? Not in my age group. I don't think like in general really as much anymore. Like I guess sometimes, 
there's always going to be a bit of unfairness, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, a lot better than it was. It's, like, people over-exaggerate it now, I feel like. What about with race and racism? What do you think the, the issue is there? Um, there's no, like, real racism anymore, I don't think. Except, like, within my age group. Of course, I don't know what it's like for other people, but, like, in my age group, there's not. And, um, what... Okay. Um... With people that talk about like the United States being systemically racist because of its history, do you think that that's, there's truth to that? Do you think there's, um, or what, what do you think about that when if, if people make that claim? Um, like, I don't think it's true. I, I like, I just don't think it's true. Okay, and you're saying and you're saying that just you know again for the record because this is an audio podcast, you're biracial yeah black white yeah and so you don't see that you don't experience racism yourself or no. do you, you you'd get treated any different or see any difference in treatment from no. people and among your friends are you is your friend group like pretty diverse in terms of uh my smaller one no my larger like i guess like in general all my friends yeah okay um do you think do people your age, uh, when it comes to diversity, do people your age think you know? Oh, we got to have at least one of this group and one of this group, and make sure that we're representing everybody in this thing that we're doing. Do they think like that? Like, what do you mean? Well, you, you know, so so say for example, like people will talk about like uh, the re- representation in Hollywood. You know, oh, the Oscars are too white, so you know we need to have more. Um, you know black or asian or whatever people in yeah. movie roles do people your age do they like uh when they do things do they think you know do they think about that do they think you know oh, we need to have make sure that we're including we have a asian person in our group or a, or a, a hispanic person do, do they think in those terms or do they just kind of whoever is available or whoever likes what they like how, how do people do people th- think about identities like that? No. 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 All right. I'm trying to think of any other issues that I could. Out of five, what would you say when when you people your age do they think the things are getting better or worse or the same? Like, is there an optimism about the future or a pessimism or what? Um, it's like half and half like i feel like there's like some people who are just like really unoptimistic about like where the world's going but then there's like some like that are like it's gonna be okay basically and some of them just just don't care like i don't really care yeah, <laughs> yeah i know I so really a lot care. of people are kind of just go with the flow yeah i got you all right well thank you for providing those perspectives Hadassah um representing the high school contingent yeah all right all right, so just recap is Daniel D with the Ghost in the Machine, the podcast for Saturday. Oh, sorry, Sunday. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Sunday, August twenty seventh, twenty twenty three, and uh, just talking to my own kids, but a junior high schooler and a high schooler about you know where things are today culturally, because you know again I'm middle aged, so I'm out of the loop when it comes to youth culture and what people are into or not into. I will say I was surprised that the Smiths apparently are now more popular among the rising generation than Guns N' Roses. Who would have seen that coming? 
Um, well, I like the Smiths too, and uh, and I like Guns N' Roses, but I'm just kind of surprised by that. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, that is one of the things that kind of gives me. Well, it was my own intuition anyway, just seeing the way things have gone and remembering being that age. Um, but then it's confirmed with, you know, hearing my own kids talk. And again, trust me when I say they're not at the age, especially my daughter in high school, not at the age where, oh, dad likes stuff. Let me like it because dad likes it or what? No, not at all. Very independent when it comes to her own tastes and things, you know, um, which is cool. You know, everybody's got to form their own identity, but it's interesting to see that, you know, that mystique, whatever that the left used to have, right? Where it's like, hey, you've been raised in this, you know, traditional home, you know, where it's like you white picket fence and you love Jesus and you, you know, wear a button down shirt and you, you know, whatever, want to drive a Cadillac. And, you know, these are the types of values that you have and so you go to college and you rebel against that by like oh yeah i'm gonna be a socialist i'm gonna like support feminism and smash the patriarchy and you know i'm gonna i don't know i'm gonna you know whatever it is that people would do to rebel or like the the types of causes that people would adopt because like it'll piss off my parents who are squares nowadays you don't have that now of course um and something that uh you got to be careful about John uh, Carter from Postcards of Barsoom wrote a good piece on mimetic judo and just kind of like you don't want to be that contrarian who's just reflexively doing the opposite of whatever you're told to do because then you're kind of easy to manipulate uh Luke has a piece um LP cock uh on Luke talks where he, he kind of shares a similar thing where it's like you you know you can't just you, you don't exchange you know one set of conformity for like this anti-conformity where it's still like a form of conformity uh i would so when i was in school punk rock was or at least that was still kind of a, a thing that kids liked if you know you were kind of one of the more edgy people or, or you know disaffected or whatever right um you know people there's a punk rock scene you know partially because it's like it was still something that kids wanted to do was play guitar play drums play bass or whatever and it's like well if you're not very good you're limited in what kind of styles of music you can play punk rock hey yeah four chords and the truth or whatever right it's like this is a, a something that you could do so it's like that's part of it i'm sure but also it's like there's that nihilism or energy or whatever that like minor threat black flag you know groups like that had um and man now i lost my train of thought there oh here's the thing that i noticed with the punk rock scene is like they basically had their own uniform you know so yeah you're 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 not a conformist like those plastic people that just wear you know whatever stuff from the gap or banana republic at least those were the stores that people would buy clothes from back when i was in you know junior high high school um so instead you would wear stuff like, you know, from the Salvation Army, like uh, ripped jeans and stuff with safety pins and things like that, right? That was the look. But the thing is, it's like, it's kind of its own uniform in a way. You just, okay, we got this group and we're a group of nonconformists and we conform to this identity that we have within this group of nonconformity or we wear a standard issue uniform, basically, you know, similar haircut, similar type of, of of 
you know, accessories that people would wear, piercings and whatnot, which I never had. It's one of the things I'm kind of glad uh, I didn't because, anyway. Um, same thing with tattoos. I could never think of anything that I was like, ah, oh, I want this on my body the rest of my life. So I just never did, and I'm kind of glad now because a lot of the stuff that I would have gotten tattooed on me at that time would have been stupid. But, you know, people in that group kind of had that look, you know. And so, you know, I got into that for a little bit, and then I was like, yeah, this is kind of the same type of thing as whatever I'm rebelling against, you know. Um, so anyway, back to what I was saying, though, the youth culture, the left has lost that, like, we're edgy, we're rebellious, we're countercultural, you know. And, of course, now it's like, uh, I guess, people reacting against that. Of course, at the same time, you don't want to trade one uniform or conformity for the other, but... It is heartening to see that leftism generally has lost that kind of vibrancy that it used to have in terms of the the youth culture, the artists, things like that. Because it used to have that. At least they they made good music, good comedy, things like that. Even if some of their ideology was a little stupid, you know, taken to its extreme, you know, it just, a lot of the contradictions, you could get away with it because it wasn't in control of the institutions like it is today, right? So you could you can endorse a stupid idea. Like John Lennon, perfect example. Loved the Beatles, but John Lennon, his political philosophy was moronic, you know? Imagine there's no pos- no possessions, right? And the dude's like worth, you know, nine figures, right? Like hundred a centimillionaire, you know, back in the 60s. So, uh, I don't know what that would be worth today, but a lot, right? And he's thinking about, imagine no possessions. Yeah, well, he didn't live that way, you know. So, he could think about that because it was like they weren't in control of the institutions at that time. I mean, you know, some of the artistic institutions, but not culturally, not government, not banks, not um, big business or any of that. You know, like they are today. So, it's like now, it's like, yeah, you know, this revolution brought to you by J.P. Morgan Chase, you know. Uh, anyway, so that's just a insight into the youth culture a little bit, um, but it maps onto or, or matches some of the things that I see. Like, you know, if you remember during this past Pride Month, which got a lot more pushback than Pride Months have gotten in the past. Um, one thing that was interesting, there was a story about the uh, junior high in Massachusetts, so Blue State Public Junior High School, where the kids were like, tearing down pride displays and chanting my pronouns are usa right so this junior high you know and the kids are like yeah fuck this shit you know we don't want anything to do with it so it's like this stuff has kind of run its course america went through this adolescent phase with you know this leftism and now leftism has like you know matured and taken over the institutions and it's the authority figures now it's the stuffy you know school marm saying you know hey stop chewing gum in class or whatever it is they tell kids you know and you know give your pronouns and do a land acknowledgement or whatever it is right so it's like the kids you know there's nothing cool about it anymore and that was the only thing it had going for it because it's this stupid ideology that doesn't work in real life i mean communism is one of the leading causes of death over the last century right it's like it doesn't work so it doesn't have that going for it you know, it doesn't have like this, this elaborate philosophy that's really good and compelling. It's like fucking illogical and stupid. The only thing that it has going for it is it's good at criticizing things, but it has nothing to offer, 
right? So it doesn't have any of that going for it. The only thing that it had going for it was it was like edgy and cool. But now it doesn't have that anymore because it's the squares, the man, so to speak, who is, you know, promoting it. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, anyway, I hope you guys have a good week and uh, subscribe to this podcast or subscribe on Substack if you haven't already subscribed. If you're listening to this on a podcast app, go to ghostinthemachine.substack.com and subscribe there so you can uh, get emailed whenever I release new great material, uh, the written word or the spoken word. Hey, I'm a jack of all trades now, master of absolutely nothing, but you know, um, subscribe there, comment, let me know if you think I'm full of shit. Or if you agree, you know, hey, that's cool. I always like people agreeing with me. But, hey, if you think I'm full of shit, let me know that too. Let's let's uh, hash this out. And uh, till next time, hasta luego, y'all.